Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look. Wrestling 101, class is in session Pay attention to the teachings, that's from Andrew and Derek I mean these guys making the killer with no competition Dynamic duo better than the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys Everybody make some noise, mess with them, you get destroyed They cannot be beat, take a seat, watch them do their thing on the MIC Face defeat, they cannot be seen like JC Oh my goodness, it's in killing spree, yeah? Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Wrestling IQ 101. You know me. My name is Derek on behalf of Wrestling IQ 101. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and listen to the episodes. Today is a very special day. We have Miss Stephanie Hardy from the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. My sister from another mister. What's this, <laughs> What's good, hey, Steph? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just really happy to be here. I'm so pumped right now. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. You know, we we've done a couple of things on rap and wrestle uh, together, and um, we've done a couple of things with uh, Bob Culture. We've done a couple of things with uh, the Ropes Media with Ty Asbury. Yeah, but we never done anything. You know, just us two. So I was I was excited to get you on. I was like, yeah, we need to do this. Um, but How's everything going today? You're doing good? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, a little bit tired from work, but you know, there's that's life. <laughs> gotta, gotta grind, gotta hustle. You know, it's always it's always amazing um to me. Uh how's a girl from Ghana end up in Alabama? Okay, see, here's the thing. I'm not from Ghana. I'm okay. I'm literally born in the United States. You're born, um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was born, I'm an African-American, so I was born in the United States, but I've been to Ghana because I went to Ghana for study abroad when I was in college for undergrad. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, I, I have I have the flag in the back because I bought everything when I was over there. <laughs> like oh. I bought everything and I just love being there in an African nation. It meant a lot to me. So I purchased everything, including a flag, and it's hanging back there because I just love that country so very much. So it's funny, the first time you and I had an interview, you know, together collectively on Ty's show, you thought uh, that I was from Ghana, and I guess I never told you, like, I was born in Alabama, like, I'm an American. <laughs> that's, a, that's so hilarious. See, look, we learn new things all the time, right? Yeah, it's so crazy. I've always seen the Ghana flag. I was like, "Yo, steps from Ghana." I was like, "Yo, I got, I got a lot of friends from Ghana," and I'm like, "They're all like on like the East Coast, like New York, New Jersey." And I was like, "How did you get from Ghana to Alabama? Like, how did that happen?" Yeah. But, hey, hey, we learn something new every day, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, we we both have that common interest of you know we love wrestling. We uh, both have our own podcast as well. Um, for you, going all the way back to you know little Stephanie, what what was it that you know drew you to wrestling and made you become a fan of it? Well, um, what happened was I was a, I was around four years old, and my dad um, was sitting on the floor at my grandma's house, and. Um, sort of tape wrestling because he would have to work you know on mon on certain Mondays so mm -hmm. he would come home or come to my grandma's house sometimes and he would sit in the floor and watch WCW 
and WWF at the time. And so I kind of just walked in and ambled in the room one day and he just so happened to be watching Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan at the Georgia Dome. And yeah, and I asked him, I was like, dad, who's, who's the guy with the hair? And he said, that's Hulk Hogan. And I said, who's the bald guy? And he said, that's Goldberg. And I was like, okay. And I kind of just sat there and just watched and just watched it the whole time. And I don't know exactly, you know, what clicked off in my childlike head to sort of make me just sit there and watch it with them, but I just, just did. And I never really stopped. So (laughs) it's just been kind of the norm ever since I was a child. And even since I was a baby, because my mom said that my dad would watch it, you know, while holding me. So it's just kind of been the thing, you know? Oh man. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty dope. Yeah. And that's a, that's a uh, one hell of a match to be your first match that you walk in on is like to remember that match. That match was uh, just the the feeling of it and the atmosphere uh, out in Atlanta. It was just a crazy match to, you know, be your first experience as a wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, so for you, when you, when you decided for me, I know when I wanted to go into podcasting, it literally started as. I kind of like worked my way down of things that I wanted to do in wrestling. And of course, I, I feel like first we all watch it and we're like, oh man, I would love to be a wrestler. I would <laughs> be the headliner of WrestleMania and fight the rock at WrestleMania. All these things you make up in your head. And then I kind of like just worked my way down and, you know, I settled on, uh, you know, being a podcaster because, you know, I, I feel like, well, everybody tells me I talk a lot. So <laughs> that's one thing. But mm-hmm. I felt like, um, you know, I would be pretty good at it, you know, just giving my opinion and interviewing people that I thought were dope to it. So for you, like, kind of like, what what was it for you that said, that made you say, hey, I'm going to start a podcast? Okay, so for me, you know, it was a little bit different for me because I never really thought of at the time, I never really thought I would do anything in wrestling. Like I would think about it like, oh, that would be cool. But then I would kind of just put it off to the back of my mind because I had like 10,000 other plans for my life that didn't involve it. Um, But see, I was a part of a Facebook group that um, wanted to start, they considered starting a podcast. And I was really, and I was really pumped about it because I was just like, oh my God, like we could get more, you know, of an audience to our group if we started a podcast about wrestling. It was cool. Um, I thought that was a really great idea, but somehow or another, it never materialized. And due to some differences, you know, I wound up leaving the group which left me kind of feeling like I didn't have a place to put all of my thoughts about wrestling outside of talking to my dad about it or my boyfriend about it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it was around the time, like early, around this time last year, as a matter of fact, um, I was losing, I lost my job and creatively there was just a lot of stuff that I was, you know, thinking about. And so in my head, I was like, maybe I should start the podcast because I had the app and everything that they had told us about to start it on my phone or whatever, but I was just like, maybe I should. And then after I watched the Royal Rumble a couple weeks later, I had a lot to say about it because I had so many feelings, you know, about what was going on. So I was just like, well, let me just, you know, try and just see how it goes. And I put the first episode out, I think it was February the 8th. And it just, went from there and I just decided to just stay consistent with it and it's grown into a thing now and it's surprising and beautiful at the same time 
Yeah, yeah, no, that, it's always great on that that journey that we, you know, when you start in and you actually see things pay off for you and people take notice to you and, you know, give you credit and, and they respect what you're doing. That's always a, a great thing as well. Um, I would say, how do you think from when you started to right now, how do you think you've evolved as a uh, podcast host? Oh, my God. I feel like. <laughs> The first episode, and a lot of people, I think my sister actually told me, like, from the episode, the first episode, I was really nervous because mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, who was I to start a podcast? Because when you think about podcasters, you think about people who have lived, you know, a long time or people who have done something for a long period of time who actually have the basis to talk about that particular thing that they've done forever, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, I'm just this random girl from <laughs> Alabama, you know, who wants to talk about wrestling. Who's really going to listen to me, you know? And I was just really nervous, but I just decided to go ahead and do it anyway. To like, now I've sort of evolved from just talking about it to actually, you know, making space for different subjects to talk about with news, like I do on my show, News and Gossip-ish, with the stuff that I see and how that's actually valid now. And then with, different segments and stories that I like to tell from my fan experiences and then yeah. talking about you know the shows and analyzing the matches and talking about the stories and stuff like that and how that's been glued together to actually fit a format and it's actually a format that people actually like and I'm just like really okay um <laughs> and then now I feel like to evolve to a place where I can actually have the courage to ask people to be on my show because at yeah. first I was like gonna want to be on my show like this is no one nobody here again no one knows who I am like why why like um I thought I was gonna get a lot of no's but surprisingly I got more yeses than anything else so the more people started you know saying yes and like I started feeling more confident in my abilities to actually ask people and actually tell people and you know what I'm doing on my show and actually believe in it which makes them believe in it so they so they'll want to be on it and I feel like that's how I've evolved like I'm actually I have more courage and more confidence in what I'm doing um and my format of my show and actually asking people to be on it like I have a lot more confidence now yeah no definitely and you know it's it's, it's always amazing and I, I love that I, you know, I kind of saw like the progress of where you were, you know, to where you are. We've been, you know, friends for a good amount of time now. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to see, you know, how far you've come. And it's like, you know, I listen to your episodes and I think they're they're very well put together. Um, I can tell when you're talking, um, you know, you talk with confidence and um, you can see that there's, there's no shyness or anything like that. Um, and I just, I love the vibe of it. Like you said, it's just, it's a chill vibe for sure. And um, it's just great. And you know me, I'm, I, I'm trying to work on, you know, doing kind of like what you do as well. And, it, you know, you're like kind of like a role model for me as much as, you know, you might not think it, but it's like, I've never, I've done this. And it's like always from the beginning, I probably only did probably a couple shows where we just talk about like just straight up wrestling and rumors and news and stuff like that. But we've always been interviewing people. That's always what I've, I've always been into you know, telling other people's stories. So I'm trying to branch into that where I'm giving my thoughts as well and stuff. And, um, you know, you that's something you do a very, very great job at with your shows as well. 
Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I'm probably going to cry later. <laughs> oh, boy. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. You know, uh, cut it out. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I, th I always think it's interesting for, you know, people in other areas because here on the East Coast, I'm, I don't know if you know, but it's like we're spoiled when it comes to wrestling because in Jersey alone, there's probably like 100 indie companies in new york there's like 100 indie companies we got pennsylvania that's right to the south of us mm -hmm. you know that there's 100 all these places are you know an hour away from us uh how is it like in alabama when it comes to wrestling like independent wrestling or you know even getting shows out there like wwe passing through there how's it like oh man see I'm 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 gonna try and say this without sounding a little bit bitter. Um, <laughs> up, it's like up north, and I notice it. You know, even when it comes to WWE, when everything was touring and everything was normal, in uh, New York and New Jersey, y'all get a lot of events. <laughs> y'all get, get Raws, y'all get Smackdowns, y'all get Takeovers, y'all get yeah. WrestleManias at times. They gave and, us three years. They gave us three years of SummerSlam in a row in Brooklyn. Right. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, y'all make me want to travel. Like, it's amazing, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, down here in Birmingham um, and Fairfield, where I'm sort of based, is central Alabama. Um, mm -hmm. We get maybe one SmackDown or one live show, like, a year. Wow. Yeah. And so we try to make the most of it, you know, and we still try to have fun with it and all that. But sometimes, you know, that's if we get we get a live show one time and that's it or we'll get a SmackDown and that's it. Like SmackDown is the show that comes to Birmingham the absolute most. And I think that's why I love it the most, because that's just my favorite one of my favorite wrestling shows um, because they come down here the most. And it's just in terms of the indie scene, there was an indie promotion that was here a few years ago but I think they kind of left and went to another city like in Huntsville um Alabama is a pretty big state so a lot of their independent wrestling is sort of spread out in different cities and different pockets and we don't really have a lot of independent wrestling um close to me um but they're always like all over in different other cities like Clanton and Huntsville and in other you know cities that you really wouldn't necessarily think of but it's pretty vibrant because I actually had um a wrestler from my city um Big Smooth I had, uh -huh. had him on my show and he's like the champion of this um indie promotion called Vic Victory Championship Wrestling and I forgot which city in particular they're based in um but it's kind of like he actually had to go and seek them out because here in Birmingham is really not that much in terms of wrestling outside of high schools where they have it as an actual sport. So that's kind of how wrestling is a little bit different down here um, than it is, you know, up there where y'all have everything. <laughs> and I yeah. say, and I say that with love. I say that with love. Y'all have everything. <laughs> we have everything. Yo, hey, when 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 you and your your boyfriend want to take a trip. Y'all know where to come, man. If there's a there's a whole bunch of wrestling out here when everything gets back to normal, so you know what it is. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's great. But yeah, Alabama is um pretty big. I know. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. My grandfather, he lives out there as well, right? Mm -hmm. So, my grandfather, every time he comes to visit for the holidays, 
he travels up to Jersey. He drives here to Jersey. Oh, wow. He drives here to Jersey. First of all, he drives by himself. Nobody knows when he's coming. He just pops up. He'll come to your house at 2 in the morning knocking on the door like, hey, I'm here. You know, oh, my God. Wait, what? <laughs> you know what so, you know, we're telling him, you know, because he's getting older, like, we're like, you know, grandpa, like, you got to start taking planes out here. You got, you can't just be driving up here by yourself. Right. And he's like, he's like, the. he told us from where he's at, the airport is like two hours away from him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, yeah, I got to take like a propeller plane to somewhere. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> so I was thinking like, may- maybe that's why WWE is like, hey, man, we got to do all this stuff because it's so big in the Alabama area to, you know, come out there because everything's so spread out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, that's crazy. But my grandfather, I'm like, dude, you gotta, he gotta start taking them planes. So for you, if you come here, you gotta take a two hour, you gotta take two hour ride to the airport. Oh, definitely. I'm gonna fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna fly like from an airport, from our airport to up there. Cause I mean, I love flying. So especially flying to like a far distant place, like I will fly to New York. Like I don't care. <laughs> New York is fun, man. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know get an experience like a wrestlemania or something that would be pretty dope uh in this area that's probably one of the best times that you know we've had so that would be cool for you to experience um yeah yeah. let's see yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah like i actually been to a wrestlemania because they had one in atlanta in 2011 so i went to that one because from where i live atlanta is just two and a half hours so me and my dad and my sister went to that one so i've had that wrestlemania experience it's beautiful when you're surrounded by that much humanity all there for that one wrestling thing like it's amazing so i do yeah, want to go man, back to another crazy. one like i'm tired of them not coming back to atlanta like i need them to go like somewhere yeah. closer. but if not then i'll have to go somewhere far because i'm sick of waiting <laughs> i'm tired of waiting no yeah it's, it's dope and just like <laughs> just like just like you said just being around all that humanity like i just got goosebumps just thinking about it because the, nothing compares to that and it's like it's just thousands of people and we're all there for the you know because we all love something I'll tell you I'm not sure how Atlanta does it but I'll tell you the way we do it here is um since we have all these these indie shows so Wrestlemania is happening on the Sunday there's access wherever they set it up Saturday Sunday yeah. so we get the we get the wrestling convention as well because they'll set up a big WrestleCon out here as well oh my so you God. can get wrestle wrestle starting from like thursday uh friday saturday and you can go in you can see all these stars you can get pictures you can get autographs instead of doing you know access is kind of expensive because you know they're you, you're seeing all those big stars that are on tv but you get to see a lot of um of the old timer guys let's say like sergeant slaughter or you know lex luger or a whole list of, of people old guys that were in wwe mm-hmm. but it's amazing and then all the indie shows they give you they there's like indie shows running the whole week which are like it's crazy so it's like a whole different experience so i'm hoping you know one day they come back around because that experience that the whole total it's like it's off the chain it's pretty nuts yeah i whenever they show commercials for it like i really wish i could do all of that stuff because it looks so cool like i would be so tired that whole week (laughs) i'd be at almost everything it's definitely a, uh, it's very, very tiresome, um, very tiresome weekend for sure. Um, okay. So we say like podcasting, how do you, how do you feel? Cause um, you know, we, we represent, you know, as much as we, we may not want to, or, 
you know, some people embrace it, but you know, we're, we're the few of um, black podcasters that are out there. So, you know, we represent for, you know, African-Americans, we represent for the black culture as well. Um, how do you feel, you know, representing, you know, especially, you know, it's different for you. I feel because it's like, you're, you get that double of where it's like, you're a black woman as well. So, you know, they're already, you know, you get judgment for being a black male, but then now, you're getting judgment for, you know, being a black woman and, you know, black as well. But how do you feel just representing the culture and, you know, being a part of it? Well, it's something that I am very proud of. Like, I was always raised, you know, to feel, you know, pride in my heritage. So um, it's always black excellence all day. And anytime I can highlight it in wrestling or highlight it in my own life, like, I love to use my platform to discuss, you know, the problems that we face as African-Americans and then, and also as being a female as well, because it's like you said, it's a double-edged sword sometimes. Um, and as much as I can, like, I try to use my platform to discuss the things that would affect African-American um, female fans and also African-American male fans as well. I mean, you can't, you know, I feel like, that would be almost irresponsible to have your platform and not discuss the issues, you know, that do face you and the issues that happen in wrestling in terms of blackness as well, because even though they've come a long way, even in the past year um, with how Africans and African-Americans are represented in wrestling, there's still some progress to clearly make. Um, And that's just not in wrestling. That's just, collectively as a whole um (laughs) without fully getting into it but collectively as a whole like there's a lot of progress that just needs to happen and so being a representative um of the black wrestling podcast community it's something that I hold near and dear to my heart and I just hope that I can continue to be a positive example um and I feel honored to share spaces with other African-American um podcasters like you and um ty and also um the jobber tears podcast because that was the first big um black wrestling podcast i ever heard of um before i even got into podcasting like they're my heroes i love them and (laughs) and just sharing the spaces with people like those wrestling girls and those and the dead Mm -hmm. ass girls like all of all of them you know and how helpful they've been you know, an O-Face wrestling with him being an ally, like that just means the world to me to even share spaces with these people and with these women, you know, who want to be, you know, who want to share their opinions in a space that doesn't necessarily like to welcome them in that space, you know, and Mm -hmm. they try to sort of, you know, X them out because, oh, you're a girl, you don't know anything, you know, because they feel like, oh, it's a male dominated sport. If you're a woman and you like it, it's like you're trying to have an ulterior motive. And that's not the case at all. You can still be an organic fan and still be a female without, and still be a woman without, you know, having ulterior motives behind it or trying to get with somebody and all that. Like, we just want to watch wrestling because we think it's dope, because we think it's cool, because we like to watch people get punched. Like, it's like, that's just (laughs) how it should be. You know, like, for the same reasons you would like it as male, we'll still like it as female. So, I like to represent yeah, no, that from an organic place. And I'm really glad to share spaces with other people who want to, you know, open that up for other black females and say, Hey, it's okay. If you like this, you know, it, it makes you 
and it, it makes you interesting it makes you quirky it makes you beautiful like come on like it's okay there's a whole community for you here so that's what I want to do is make a safe space for black women who yeah. love it yeah no 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 I think that's pretty I think that's amazing too and you know the way I look at it um I look at it as you know I feel like we're, we're kind of like role models to those younger kids that you know they're coming up and they're thinking like of things that they want to do and you know we're showing them like hey you know you could do this like I was just talking to a friend about this the other day and I'm like it's crazy like I have a friend who makes music and you know he's he's starting to uh be noticed and become a, a, a big artist like he's he's working his way up so I'm like you know it's amazing that our kids are seeing that you know you're doing stuff like this I'm doing stuff like like it's normal to them you know what I mean mm -hmm. to see like hey my dad's going to record he's going to talk to some wrestler or you know something like that's normal for my son to say to people so <laughs> and, and I love I, I, I love I love that feeling for him to you know see like hey this is not something that's impossible and um I kind of love like how you said you brought up jobber tears um those wrestling girls um you know yourself Ty like we're all you know representing the black culture and podcasting and we're also like different people all together so it's like different representations of black culture it's not just you know under one umbrella like oh this is how all black you know podcasters are this is how all black people are it's like right. no we're all different just like everybody else is all different you know right we, we got our own thing dirty hills too i shout shout out to them because I, I love those guys too yeah they're, uh, they're pretty cool so but that's the thing I, I like about it too is like we're all different and there's been a lot of love between all of us for sure and uh that's another thing i like as well it's, it's all about the support um the reason we we got into it because we love wrestling so you know wrestling today like what what would you say if someone told actually what are your thoughts on wrestling today how do you feel about wrestling today what would you what would your answer to that be well I would feel like I would answer that by saying that I feel like now wrestling is is beautifully ad, like adaptable and resilient because literally in the last year there was so much that popped off with the coronavirus and everything that just changed right and it's just to be able to see how wrestling has just been able to adapt and still give us you know some of the best content and best quality you know across the board it's just been wonderful like i will say it's in a good place because um it just is it's just really it's just really in a good place now because there's areas of it that of course you know can tie in and bring in casual fans but then there's always the part that caters to the diehard fans like us and yeah. i just feel like wrestling is in a really good place even though it has its moments where they do sort of you know backtrack a little bit and sort of stops its own momentum or stops its own progress at times you know because they mm -hmm. think oh this is going to do better than this one thing it's still, you know, it still leaves you wanting to see how it's going to turn out. And I feel like anytime, anytime it goes back and forth, but it still leaves enough for you to still be interested and to see where it's going to go, it's going to always be yeah. in a good place. So that's where I feel like wrestling currently is. And plus, it's a new year. So with it being a new year, they're going to try to do so many different things to grasp our attention. So I'm really excited with it being um, almost Royal Rumble time and then with all the different promotions as well that I may not have paid that much attention to before 
but I'm paying more attention to it now because there's a desire for me as a podcaster to sort of learn more about wrestling collectively as a whole instead of just this one promotion that I grew up loving so much, which was WWE. I'm a WWE girl, but now I have this desire to sort of branch out a little bit and sort of learn more about, you know, what more of wrestling is out there and seeing how other people feel about these other promotions as well. And it's make it, and it's very entertaining to sort of see and look at and find other things that you love as well within this sport that you've been watching for so long. So yeah, it's, I'm excited about where it's going to go. Like I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too, man. And I think there's a lot of good things. And just like you said, with the uh, other promotions that are out there, um, you know, they're doing a lot of great things as well. So, you know, it, uh, that's the one good thing I like about wrestling. It's like you always have alternatives. So it's like, you know, we we hear people complain about WWE the most just because they're the biggest company. Right. So it's like there's a whole bunch of all, other alternatives out there. Like you can watch a lot of things. There's MLW, Impact, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, uh, New Japan. There's so many things out there. And I think that's that's just the beauty of it. And um, I, I was kind of like in that phase, like probably like, like five, six years ago. And um, I kind of started the same thing. And, I, and you know, I really started going heavy with New Japan. And, mm-hmm. like, I fell in love with it. I'm like, yo, these guys are, like, just so sick. So I, it's always something with wrestling where you could just keep evolving, keep learning more, and keep seeing new stuff. It's never, you know, it's never old. It's never going to get old for us. Right. Um, for you, uh, if there was things that you could change in wrestling, what would those things be? Ooh. <laughs> um, I think one thing that I would change right now is, and I think this is a popular statement that a lot of people are coming up with since the return of Sting and the return of Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, I feel like I would change the dependency upon older stars. Um, I would change that because I feel like it sort of like, sort of stunts the growth of younger stars who are consistently there all the time. Um, yeah. And I feel like if an older star is going to be there, I feel like they should, you know, be there sort of to sort sort of help elevate. And that's not to say that they're not there to help elevate. I'm not. I wouldn't say that at all because, of yeah. course, I'm not them and I'm not in their head, so I don't. I don't know that, but. I feel like I would have them in a place where they can elevate and not take so much shine away from the people who are always consistently there. Um, I would also, I feel like I would also change and give more, like, I guess heavily, like more time for women's tag teams to develop because I feel like, because I feel like in, especially in WWE, it's like they sort of, slap two solo stars sort of together and sometimes that chemistry does work but they have a tendency to slap two solo stars together and then make them go after the titles you know sort of haphazardly out of nowhere as opposed to building up you know the rapport of a team that say like the riot squad that's sort of been together for like a long period of time but they make them do other things and not go necessarily for the tag titles and I feel like they deserve those tag titles deserve more um time for growth and I feel like those are two things that I think that I would drastically change a little bit in wrestling because I can't really think of anything else so those are probably like two things I can think of offhand. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I feel you on that. Those good answers. I give you that. Um, how do you how are you feeling about the um, representation of black athletes in the sport today? I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Like last year was really amazing, like to have to end it with Big E winning the IC title and Mm -hmm. all the big things that he might have coming up. Like I am predicting that he'll probably win the Royal Rumble. And if not him, then maybe Keith Lee. Like I want both of them to either win in the men's Royal Rumble because I just need that to happen. Um, And then with um, Bianca Belair and all the representation that she gives you know and her attitude and stuff and then with Sasha Banks having the glorious year that she has she's the goat to me like I will fight anybody on this like she's the greatest female um, wrestler ever and I just love her so much and the year that she had between her mainstream appeal being on Star Wars and the Mandalorian and her just you know evolving with each and every match you know and just adapting to the styles of the different wrestlers that she faced with Oscar and Bailey and all of that and even on NXT it's just with Io Shirai like she's just she's money no matter where you put her she's just a great wrestler and yeah. and even on impact with Chris Bay and then with Rich Swan being you know impact world champion I actually remember meeting him when he was a cruiserweight you know on 205 mm-hmm. live and mm-hmm. he was so nice and he was just so humble and everything. So to see him be a world champion now is just like amazing. Yeah. And with his life story and everything that he's gone through, you know, with him, you know, rising above all of his, you know, stuff to become this mm-hmm. world champion now and possibly in a, and in a feud with Kenny Omega, who's one of the best, you know, like that, that means the world to me. And, you know, just, I'm trying to think who who else like God like and then Naomi in the moment she had at last year's Royal Rumble with her coming out with her natural hair and her crossing over towards um black women on Essence Magazine like that was amazing for me because I read Essence Magazine and sort of seeing all these other black women who may not have ever watched wrestling in years you know or never watched it at all get interested in it because she was on it and because of her hair and all this other stuff you know Mm -hmm. like that just meant the world to me and then like with people like Aja Smith, you know, being, you know, the first black female referee in WWE. And then her fiance, Leon Ruff, winning the North American title after Mm -hmm. jobbing for the first half, you know, of the year. Like that was just amazing to see. And then with Keith Lee winning the NXT title and the North American title and then getting, you know, pushed to the main roster now. Like it's an amazing time to be, you know, a black athlete. And then also I'll mention Sonny Kiss, who's you know, yeah. a representative of um, of Black people who aren't necessarily just, you know, heterosexual, who are just, you know, who represent LGBTQIA plus people. Like, yeah. that's a big thing. That's a big deal. I even had um, Duncan Solaire on and they're um, non-binary and they, and they wrestle out, you know, in South Korea. Like mm-hmm. that, stuff like that means the world to me. And to be able to even talk to some of them and even had some of them on my show, like, that was great even promise braxton in reality of wrestling that booker t's place um mm-hmm. she became diamonds you know champion just a few weeks ago and that meant the world to me because she was my first female guest so like stuff like that just means the world to me i just feel like black wrestlers are just turning up everywhere and it's only going to get better you know if if the ceiling is just taken off you know yeah. if the ceiling is just taken off for them 
they can fly and then succeed however they want to. And of course, the hurt business, they're always good too. My chocolate yep. horses, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, th- those guys are great. And uh, I kind of I, I feel the same uh, when it comes to, you know, black athletes in the sport today as well. Um, I think they've just been they've been killing it this year. And I, I think that that kind of shows you like when you uh, kind of let the lid off and it's like you just let these guys go out there and do their thing. Like you sh- you can see like, hey, these guys can kill it. They can they can represent your company. They can mm-hmm. carry the company. They could do a lot of great things. And it's like we're black black people. We're natural entertainers by by just genetics it's in all of our genes just to be natural entertainers yeah that's for sure and then when you uh talk about athleticism and evolving and things like when it comes to sports that's what we do we 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 are athletic we do amazing things and you know we 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 evolve sports that's what we do it's just it's so amazing so um yeah and then for all of that to happen post Kofi too like that means that means the world to to for me as well because it's like you have the new day and you got Kofi who won the title you know two years ago and then all for all of this to collectively happen after that it's like it's almost like he sort of even though other people did it so he could do it you know it's almost Uh like he sort of ran so everybody else can run just as fast if not faster so it's beautiful yeah no definitely definitely and I'm you know I'm glad you know I'm glad that it's at the point where it's at for sure um so let's talk about um you know I know you uh you you've done an episode uh with uh Miranda Morales and Mm -hmm. you know she's had you on her show vice versa as well um definitely if you haven't watched those episodes make sure you check out those episodes um and I know now you're doing some work with Chairshot Media right yeah oh my god so like, tell, me about, yeah, tell me about that how did that come about and you know what oh, are you going to be doing it was so sweet like I love Miranda so much like she's been very supportive mm-hmm. of me in this process like she found me and I was just like okay hi and <laughs> <laughs> and it's just we've just become like really dope friends you know from it and I'm just really pumped um that we're working together she just sort after our interview I think after I put mine out and then after she put hers out, her and Greg DeMarco, who's like her best friend, who helps her, you know, run the Chair Shot Media website, sort of asked me if I wanted, you know, my podcast to be on it. And I was just like, sure. (laughs) Like, I'll, I'll love to do that, you know, because they have lots of great content on their website too, like Lucha Central Mm -hmm. and then Miranda's show and so many other great podcasts as well. So I was just like, you know what? This can't hurt. Um, yeah. It can't, I feel like it can't ever hurt to be put on, you know, someone's website so they can listen to you like all the time. Now, technologically, I had to learn a lot, you know, from how having to download the link and all that other stuff. I feel like this, yeah. I feel like podcasting is definitely opening me up to get more tech involved because Mm. otherwise I just get somebody else to do it so (laughs) but it's just it's been wonderful you know to be on a network like that that I actually you know run it and talk about you know what I do on my show and everything so I'm at the sky's the limit and I'm just really honored that they would even consider me or ask me it was just a cool thing to just happen yeah no it's amazing let let me uh, let me ask you about that too how how is your, uh, how's like your learning process with everything? So for me, it was like when I first started, I literally, 
I knew how to record audio and that was literally it. I literally, <laughs> that, was, that was it. I knew how to record audio. That was it. So I literally, like I've, I've learned through like these years of, I'm, been, I'm on like six years of doing this and I've like learned like editing audio. I've learned freaking making graphics. Uh, you know, now I'm, I'm exploring with video now since COVID started, you know, I started doing videos. Uh, so how, how has that learning process for you been and how are you like adjusting to learning all these things that you got to do with a podcast, especially when you're doing it by yourself, like you and I are doing? Well, like you, like when you first started, I'm just doing audio because I just feel, even though right now I'm talking to you on video, it's just, I don't know. I think the reason why I haven't done video just yet is because of the fact that I don't know how the, how my show and how it's formatted would even fit on video. And I feel like, and considering mine has like three moving parts to it, it's just uh-huh. like, I don't necessarily know how exactly that will work in terms of video. Like, how would I do news and gossipish and then make the transition to story time make sense? Or how I would do story time and then do, you know, the recaps and make it make sense or do yeah. the predictions and make it make sense. Like, I don't know how to make like a full scale video where all of those transitions would make sense because I feel like if for mm-hmm. For something like that to happen, it would be almost like the Ellen show or it would be almost like Oprah. Like, like yeah. I would go yeah. from one section of a show to another section of a show to another section of a show. And I don't know how that will work. Yeah. So it's easier for me to just do audio because I'm just talking and then I can separate it and then edit the audio and put music behind it and then cut some stuff out. You know, like that's something yeah. I learned even though I'm only doing it on my phone and it's easier that way (laughs) for right now because it's just me it's like the anchor app just has a tendency to sort of teach you how to do things and sort of and they kind of make you like podcasting for dummies like you're just you've never (laughs) done this before so it's like they sort of make it so they show you how to edit things you know start here end here cut this here cut this out here you know and it's really great you know how they you know format it so any person who wants to start a thing they can start it and then it's just from there you can just jump from there so hopefully one day I'll be in a studio or or build a studio or something like that. I don't know what the future holds for that. But for right now, it's very comfortable sort of doing it, you know, with just yeah. audio. But one day I do want to do, you know, video stuff because I enjoy doing interviews, you know, like this. But yeah. I just don't know how the format, I feel like my the entire format of my show would have to change for me to yeah. do it on video. Oh, <laughs> and I'm just me. not it's... sure how that would work. It's, 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 it's tough to do it, especially when you're involving video as well. Uh, I did, when I did um, my New Year's episode, it was like that. Cause I, um, I kind of, I did like my, my favorite picks of, you know, in wrestling and my favorite picks of like in music as well mm-hmm. uh, for like the year of 2020. And then like, I tried to, uh, I, I threw like some news in the middle of it to kind of like just let it breathe and then I was like oh man then I had to make like a uh like a small like 10 second graphic with like some news media sound to transition from that to that and then put the intro from the beginning right after that to go back into it was uh, it took me forever <laughs> to do it so I'm like yo these dudes whoever these guys that are doing podcasts that have these uh 
the production behind them, they should be thanking those guys, man, because it's not easy at all <laughs> to be doing all this stuff. Yeah, people like that probably have like a team. <laughs> yeah, and actually yeah. have and the team actually has time to work on that. See, we're we're just we're just ordinary people. <laughs> like we just don't have time <laughs> yeah. for stuff like that. So it's yeah. just, you know, it's crazy. But hey man, we're, we're still out here grinding though. We're still getting it done. That's what matters at the end of the day. Right. Um for you. So outside of wrestling, outside of podcasting, uh any hobbies? What are your, what are like your favorite things to do outside of wrestling? Well, um, outside of wrestling, I love to watch TV shows. Right now, I'm re-watching Girlfriends. Um, oh, <laughs> like, because I didn't watch Girlfriends when it first came on, because, of course, when it first came on in 2000, I was a child, and I was too young to process any of the stuff that they were talking about then. So yeah. um, now I'm watching it and re-watching it because I haven't really found anything that I really want to sink my teeth into. Like, I'm hesitant to watch new shows. Like, I don't know why, but I just am. Um, yeah. So I'm re-watching Girlfriends and enjoying that. And um, and I'm also in the process of looking into going to graduate school um, nice. for um, communications because I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like last year with finding my voice and finding my intellectual voice, you know, in podcasting and also in other areas, it sort of opened up a door for me to sort of start this new career because that's that's literally what it feels like. Yeah. Um, it's like you get off from work, you know, to do another More thing work. that takes a lot of work, but uh -huh. it doesn't feel like work at all because I love it so much and I've discovered that about myself now. So it's just, um, in terms of self-discovery, I'm thinking about, you know, just going for my master's in communications. Um, and journalism to see, you know, where that would go and being open towards possibly having a career, you know, in wrestling in that aspect, because God knows I can't fight. So if I'm <laughs> like, if I can't fight, then I'm going to talk about the fights. That's what I'm going to do. So, oh. <laughs> um, so if I talk about the fights, then that would be really fun. So I feel like I'm doing that now. And then also, I'm sort of ambling around the idea of singing as well, because I got my degree, you know, in music. So I have been singing, you know, since I was, you know, a child. And that's something that I sort of thought I wanted to do with my life, but life mm -hmm. has a way of sort of showing you different. So it's just, I sort of amble around the idea of making like a um, mixtape of cover songs because I don't necessarily yeah. write my own songs just yet. So yeah. it's just, you know, I love to sing. Like I sing at my church, you know, all the time. Of course, our church is closed now. Um, mm -hmm. So we just do virtual stuff, but I was in choir um, at my church and I sang soprano and I, that was like a thing that I really love to do. And nice. I love to dance. <laughs> oh man. Like I love to dance like a crazy person. Um, so that's kind of like a lot of the stuff that I like to do. And sometimes I like, and I love to read, you know, different things like articles and random facts about things. And I love watching YouTube videos too. So yeah like documentary style YouTube videos because I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hey, I, I feel you on it. I feel you. I like that too, man. Um, what about uh, what about music? What type of music you like? Well, I love gospel. Um, yeah. I love R&B, definitely. Like, yeah. I love, love R&B. And I love rock. Definitely classic rock is something that I found that I actually like, especially, and I love 80s music too. 
nice. um and I love 70s music as well like I love like just I feel like all of my favorite decades are like 70s 80s 90s 2000s and now so um those are pretty much all of my favorite genres of music so and I love yeah there's that's pretty much it yeah and then I love a little bit of pop too so yeah a little bit of pop, yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at you on that. You know something, something I would like, um, I would like to see, kind of like we see these these blends of, um, you know, what we love with wrestling and, you know, entertainment media is, you know, kind of picking up on it. So, you know, something something I would like to see with the is the rise of uh, black athletes in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, like, BET or you know places like that cover more of wrestling and the you know these stars that are represented into that um how would you feel about something like that oh my god so I think I actually was talking to my boyfriend about something like this because um there was this one time where Sasha Banks actually went to a BET awards and I watch the BET awards every year um she actually went to a BET awards and I was so excited to see her because I was like oh my god her and a part of me was wondering like I wonder if anybody knows who she is you know but in my mind I was just like that's her she's there she's representing and I think that's cool Mm -hmm. um but in the BET vein it's like they have their sports person like sports woman of the year award and then they have their sports man of the year award right And they nominate all these people like LeBron James and, you know, Venus Williams, Serena Williams, all of these amazing people, you know, in different sports and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they never nominate wrestling people. And it's just kind of like, you know, I wonder, you know, how amazing it would be if someone like the Street Profits or like Bianca Belair was included and stuff like that because the, the athletic feats that they pull off are mm-hmm. just absolutely insane and it's just like I believe they deserve so much credit that I feel like they're just not getting in terms of black culture like I feel like a part of the reason why Naomi you know had her moment you know with the Royal Rumble was because black women who had never really paid that much attention to wrestling before you know saw it and just grasped onto it you yep. know and I feel like if BET and I feel like media in general have this idea that wrestling just isn't a legitimate sport I feel like that's where it starts that's Mm -hmm. the root of it it's like everybody else in media sort of don't look at it as a legitimate sport so they sort of you know if it's popping for like maybe a few minutes you know in mainstream media then they'll talk about it or if something negative happens then they'll talk about it but then after that they kind of just don't talk about it anymore and they just leave alone now ESPN has gotten way better about it but it's just like you know you'll still have your people who work for companies like that and then they'll still call wrestling fake um and it's just yeah. sort of like you know there has to be an open mind from their perspective in order to sort of invite them in and and really realize that people has all the attitude of someone like in rap you know or has or has all the charisma like the street profits you know or to be welcoming to somebody who's sort of like an other, you know, in terms of blackness, like Xavier Woods or like people in the New Day who represent a different form of blackness into the BET space, then that would be cool. 
Um, so I feel like if they connected, that would be, you know, wonderful. That would do wonders, you know, for black culture because there are levels to black culture that's mentioned in wrestling all the time, but they just don't know about it because it's not main, it's not as mainstream as it used to be. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I think that that would be great. I know on ESPN, uh, I know, I don't know if they still have it, but I know they had like a, uh, like a, I want to say like a 30 minute show that like Jonathan Coachman was the host of, mm-hmm. where I know he used to bring on wrestlers and he used to talk about wrestling. And I'm like, yo, they got all these guys, like, and especially when it comes to like BT and Black Coaches, like Hot 97, Rosenberg works for Hot 97. He's a, one of the biggest wrestling fans in the world. They got, uh, you know, all these these uh, hip-hop artists who put rap lyrics into their songs. and I mean, wrestling lyrics into their songs. And it's like, you know, uh, those videos are played on BET. They're playing on MTV, stuff like that. I would love, like, BET if they had, like, a 30-minute show every week. And, you know, they were just talking about, you know, wrestling. Or even if they made it, you know, a, a sports show and made sure that, you know, Black athletes from wrestling were included in it. I think that would just be amazing to do. And, you know, there's a lot of great stars that I think a lot of, you know, Black people in general could relate to. Like, you know, Street Profits, Bianca Belair, like, those are relatable people that you, because they're like our cousins, like our uncles. They they relate (laughs) to people we know. And I think that that would be a huge boost for, you know, um, Black culture and even WWE in general or wrestling in general because people will start to watch all these things. And it's like, that would be a, a huge boost to ratings and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know, uh, uh, maybe WWE, they're not just interested in it or maybe the other partners aren't interested in it, but I, I would definitely love to see something like that. And I know you even had the idea of, uh, with, you know, my my show is called Rap and Wrestle, my other show. Yeah. And, you know, combining the worlds of hip hop and, you know, wrestling. And I think that's amazing. We just saw Snoop Dogg you know, it wasn't the greatest splash in the world, but we saw <laughs> him. On, we saw him on AEW. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think it'll be a good idea that WWE should capitalize on, and you know, wrestling in general should capitalize on. Yeah, definitely, because it's just with the whole rap and wrestle thing. I sort of took. I I kind of saw where you were going with it. Um, <laughs> it's just like the um, the it came up yesterday well I was just sort of just sitting around and I was just like you know what it would be cool if they do just like they did in the 80s where it was rock and roll and wrestling with, where you had Cindy Lauper you know just coming in and doing the whole rock and wrestling thing so if they did that and flipped it on its head and made it you know towards rap which is like the most popular genre you know rap and hip-hop being the most popular genre you know out right now you know, yeah. it would just make sense for them to do rap and wrestling, considering there are so many wrestlers who talk so much about, you know, how much they love wrestling, like Post Malone and how he had on, you know, a Austin vest, you know, when everything was normal and he did a performance. And mm-hmm. you have Bad Bunny, who just did his video with Booker T in it, mm-hmm. you know, and with his song that was called Booker T. And he's mentioned yeah. Eddie Guerrero in one of in one of his lyrics on Cardi B's song, I Like It. And then you have the moment where Cardi B sort of went viral because she was interacting with wrestling fans this past Monday because Tori Wilson mentioned her name. I mean, you have stuff like that happening, you know, all the time, you know, it's sporadic, but when it happens, it happens and it's really cool. And then you Mm -hmm. have Snoop Dogg, you know, being on AEW and WWE because, you know, Sasha Banks is, you know, his cousin, you know, you have stuff like that. 
And you sort of wonder, you know, why isn't a rap and wrestle thing happening? Because it would it would just be insane. And then you have Wale, you know, who's been on wrestling on WWE programming more than once, you know, and how that would work. And he just did, you know, Biggie's new song, you know, like that could just work. And then you have Josiah, you know, who's a digital talent in NXT, you know, and how his wrestle and flow stuff blew up. Like Mm -hmm. that could seriously work, you know, if they, you know, decide to do it, but it was just a creative idea that just came from my brain. Now, I don't know if they'll ever go with it or ever do it, but, you know, in the future, you know, if, but there were a lot of people who were talking about, you know, Cardi B coming to WWE and, you know, shaking some stuff up. And I just think that would just be amazing. That would bring an audience like around the age of 19 and 20, like my sister, who loves mm-hmm. rap music, you know, mm-hmm. that would bring a lot of fans to wrestling, you know, that they, that probably never watched it before, you know, so that would just be really cool. And it's not a bad idea. So. Definitely. No, yeah, no, I hear you. I, Shady. I, 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 tell you <laughs> I tell you, that's more entertaining, I think, than, than Legends Night would, would be. So instead of bringing back all these old guys, let's get some, you know, some different faces on the TV that we haven't seen, I think that it, it would just be amazing. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, like we said, if, if, if they do go in and we know who to give credit to, I'll give you the credit for it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, okay, so if fans want to follow you, they want to listen to your show, how are they going to do that? Okay, so if you want to listen to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, you can listen to it on the Anchor app for free. You can also listen to it on iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can also listen to it on YouTube because I have a YouTube channel um, called Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and follow me on Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod. Awesome. Look at that. Look, definitely make sure you check out Stephanie, uh, her great show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, Very calming, very chill. Uh, I love it. It's great vibes all around that show. Um, So definitely make sure you follow her. Make sure you check out all her stuff. Um, Definitely make sure you follow Wrestling IQ 101 uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the show. You can also listen to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow and all that other good stuff. And for this episode of Wrestling IQ 101, it's Derek and it's Stephanie Hardy and we are out.